Magandang araw, Podmates! Magpapas ko na! Panahon na ng reunion, Podmates! Mga salusalo at katakot-takot na kainan. Our guest today is a kapampangan foodie savant na naging guide at sidekick ni Anthony Bourdain sa Pilipinas. None other than Cloud Tayag. Magandang araw sa'yo, Cloud! Magandang araw din! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Cloud, uh, you, you started out as a painter, a visual artist, and uh furniture designer, no? Yeah. Uh, actually, that's the, that's that's how I first got to know you and your name, no? Nakakita ako ng exhibit long ago, maybe more than 20 years ago, no? 30, I didn't oh, even know you cook, no? Yeah. Or maybe even longer ago. Pero uh, kaya ang unang branding mo, no? I know si, you know, si yung restaurateur Larry Cruz was one of those who kind of introduced you to the public. Ang branding mo, mo uh, na 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 ginamit niya ay the artist who cooks no exactly, yes oh but ever since then you've been just as well known for your for your cooking no ngayon ba ay ikaw na ang the chef who does art <laughs> you've become better known now as a restaurateur as a chef as a food writer and you've converted your home into a kind of a semi private restaurant no yung the well known yes. bale bale dutong no dutong yeah Oh, 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 so but or 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 there's no there's no real uh problem with billing there because you know you could also consider cooking as an art as in exactly. culinary arts culinary well, arts they, yeah know? they call it culinary arts in the first place okay let's put it this way I'm first and foremost an artist you know how artists are they're free to do anything right and that includes the cooking right I've been always known in my circle and my family as the person who cooks. Like I'm the I'm the ninth of twelve children. That's why I'm called Cloud Nine, not Claude. So my I'm just spell it. My nickname is Cloud. My real name is Claudio. So short for it is Cloud. But since I was the ninth of twelve, uh, they called me Cloud Nine. So the thing was like, can you imagine the amount of cooking our mother did when we were small? It's like constant. I mean, the, the the kitchen and the dining room was literally the center of our home, of our universe, and we were made to help out. To win, you know, to like, uh, and if you wanted something, you were like told, like you do it yourself. So we were, we were given like the freedom and also that self-reliance. We were trained to be self-reliant in the kitchen, and for me, that is the uh, the most important lesson in life that our mother gave. Like, if you can feed yourself, you can survive anywhere else in the world. Like, yeah, I, I want to ask you though, because uh, yeah. you called, you said you were known in the family as the one who cooks. There were twelve of you, and you were the ninth. So uh, why is that? Exactly, uh, you're all helped in in preparing, but exactly, you were the one who was known for for cooking. Yes, so ibig ko sabihin, ikaw pinakamasipag or ikaw pinakafocus don, ikaw pinakamahusay or what? Pinakadventurous siguro. I mean, everybody cooks in my family. As a matter of fact, we we are eight boys and four girls. I can I can truly claim that all my brothers they're the house husbands in their respective families. Talagang mahilig kaming kami mamamalengke, wag lang maglaba ha. Kami mamamalengke, magluluto, ganun. And then of course you train a staff. Uh in the end. But the thing is, uh yun ang kunamin every outing that we go on our respective barkadas, we are always assigned to do the marketing and the kitchen uh work. So that, that, that's how we were trained. And then ako lang siguro yung you know I went out of my my um my uh, comfort zone to cook publicly. The uh, the first time nga, it was uh, I was invited by Larry Cruz to be a guest cook at that time and wala pa yung mga chef chef noon. Mga chef at that time 1989 
mga foreigner pa siguro, was, no? Lahat, yeah, it was reserved no? to foreigners. That's title mm-hmm. chef. You know, these mm-hmm. five-star hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring in their own key people, right? Mga foreigners, mm-hmm. like Swiss train, whatever, wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, French, what, uh, ganun, no? The, the nationalities. And then the rest of the kitchen staff will be Filipinos. Mga sous chef, meaning kitchen helpers. Okay. So the thing was, in-invite ako ni Larry to, to, to cook and he build it as sa Anghang, no? Anghang restaurant sa may Amorsola Street in Makati. And he build it as art walks. Okay? So, ang- walks as in W-O-K-S. Yes. No? Hindi yes. yung lakad. Okay. Yes, yung lakad. Hindi yung lakad. Parang walkid <laughs> yan. Parang ganun. Oh, Kawali, oh, literally. Yes. So, uh, the thing was, the theme of my uh, cooking uh, stint was like, I interpreted my paintings into edible art. Okay. So, in a way, it was an extension of my canvas, my palette, my, you know, uh, the, from the painting, like, especially the moriones, na maraming headgear na colorful Uh-oh. and all that. So, I interpreted it into like, you know, like salads or uh, colorful thing and all that uh, using a lot of... Um, you know these gadgets that produces uh <clears throat> i mean that that cuts um, let's say a piece of carrot into a spiral thing mm-hmm. um maybe I, I'm, just, I'm trying to uh, i'm trying to visualize this cloud no so it hindi naman to literal na interpretation it has to be figures no? uh, in a dish no you're just trying to replicate the colors or the the feel the vibe of uh in the uh, painting in, or to my gimmick kaagad no nung uh, una kang lumabas as a cook no yes. uh the the artist who cooks no so yung, yes. yung paintings mo na na interpret has, has that been re- uh, repeated yung ganyang concept have you done that again uh not really um but after that 1989 thing the next one i was invited by uh then gm of manila hotel si miguel cerqueda uh, to do to cook for the chandero tesur for one night uh there, I sent already to Pau. Oh, okay, so that's that's the thing. It's like from one from guesting from one hotel to another. Uh, more, in, but the, the the thing was like I was focusing on Kapampangan Filipino. Yes, yes. Okay? So, uh, th- that's how I was known. I mean, people would come here and invite mm-hmm. me and to do this because I was doing Filipino. Yeah, yeah. And, well, speaking and, of which, uh, yeah. Cloud, no. Let's bring this down to earth. Because ginaman lahat makakapunta sa five star hotel, no. But peop- all Filipinos uh, have experiences with lechon, as it's uh, and oh, yes. let's talk uh-huh. about that because it's the universal holiday treat in many parts of the Philippines. Uh, lechon madalas ang bida sa mga pista and uh, mga malalaking kainan, no. And and mm. I saw you recently in in Silay, no, in Negros uh, Adobo yeah. Festival uh, doon ni nila uh, Rina Gamboa and then yung slow food movement doon. No? And there, you demonstrated at a private dinner, no, how to eat a lechon and you were critical about how it is usually served, no? So, yes, I'm very, uh, very uh, Okay, ano masasabi mo rito? How do we get the best lechon experience? Okay, the best lechon experience if you have the lechon for yourself. I mean, um, like, you Okay, many of us, like if, especially in Metro Manila, mm-hmm. uh, when we attend a party, mm-hmm. we always like, I mean, if the, the, the lechon would be the centerpiece, mm-hmm. they order from their suke. 
Okay, granting mm. that whoever it was, May suke. It is, uh, they will deliver on the appointed time. But little do they know that maybe the let, that lechon has been sitting around for like the past five, six hours. By the time it gets to you, it's already cold. Uh, not 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 uh, counting the you know that the dust it has accumulated if it is displayed by the roadside in La Loma. What I'm saying is, and then when they serve the lechon, it, they chop it up, they put it on a shaving dish. So and most likely the parties in an air-conditioned room. It's sebo, and then you don't know what part you're eating. That's why in Metro Manila, they they, they love the liver sauce, of course, no? As as uh, as Pampangos and Tagalogs, we love the liver sauce precisely for that to cover the the blandness of that um, cold piece of meat. Para magkaroon ng lasa yung lechon, which yes, shouldn't be the case, yes, no? Yes, unlike the one in uh, Cebu, no? Which I find the man on the contrary too salty. So anyway, that's why sa kanila, they don't like the liver sauce. They just want vinegar to counter the saltiness, of course. So anyway, yung ginawa ko dito sa Balay Dutong, it's like, you know, uh, people will book for the lechon. It's for themselves. It's just a second. And we will time the cooking. It's like more or less like two hours of cooking uh, to the time that it will be served. It should sit about 30 minutes. You know, just like cooking steak, you rest it for some a few minutes. Na mainit-init pa yung laman, pero you should let the skin like in a way settle at room temperature. But if you let that too long, it might collapse the skin. Okay, the, the crunchiness. So the thing is, I, I show them like, you know, I serve them first the balat and then the different parts of the balat even. No, like on the, on the, the top, the back fat, you know, yung pinakataas niya, would be the... Uh, the yung likod ng baboy. Yung likod ng baboy. That's the crispiest, ano, the hardest uh, par portion. And whereas the belly portion, where all the drippings of the stuffing goes, medyo malambot, but that has the most flavorful uh, mm -hmm. in in, in, in terms of taste. So, iba-iba, iba-ibang profile ng bawat part ng ano. And then, and then, of course, on the top, after you remove the skin, would be the pork chop. You know, the loin that you see there. It's mm -hmm. kind of lean, but very dry sometimes. But for me, para bang walang joy. It's, it's like, it's so bland, meaning tasteless. There, you need the uh, sarsanang lechon. And then, um, meron sa batok, uh, medyo mataba, but again, tasty and so tender. And then, of course, the belly part, yung sa ilalim ng liampo, ay yung liampo nga, no? the binaka belly, that's the bacon part. And and that's the tastiest. Because it's layering of fat and you still that need the fat, no matter what they say. But, uh, well, the thing is, uh, and, and then, of course, the ribs, which we serve uh, differently naman. And then before um, yung mga tira-tira, what do they do with it? Diba? Usually paksil. It's literally, after you cook it, looks like a literally pig's slob. Uh, slob. Uh, talagang, it doesn't, it's, not, it's not pretty to look at. But the, like, in my case, the, we get the trotters as we, before we serve the, uh, you know, yung mga paa, no? And the koko. You, you put stuffing. We put stuffing, like, um, 
Uh, ano, yung, ano yung the best stuffing? Well, the lemongrass, number one. Okay. Then garlic, and whole pepper, then salt. And then we mm-hmm. use also like leeks, onion, onion, the spring onions, the leaves. So mm-hmm. all of that, these are what we call the aromatics. Mm-mm. And it gives it like it it uh, bal- counters the uh, sometimes you, some people don't like the smell of uh, roast. Oh, I mean the pig itself, the pork itself. But mm-hmm. this one really makes it so well appetizing at the, at the mm-hmm. same time. No? Does the age of the pig matter? Uh yes and no. Depending on well the age. Uh yes. Usually like six months or three months. No, I, I think we, when we order the pig, I tell them the size. So it's size like, lang. Yeah, the size like 25 kilo. Um, and age can determine size also. Of course, yeah. Well, if it's too big, the outside may be cooked and then the inside may be still kind uh, of I see. Uh, raw. Okay. So, uh, because it's so big. <laughs> because it's so big. Uh, the one we had in... Uh, in Silai was big huh? because that was the 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 but but it was well cooked but and it was good <laughs> it was good yes yeah That's it was well cooked and and it came and it was brought to us hot no exactly, yes. Pa siya, yes. Yes. Uh, in Bagong fact luto. we had been waiting around for it so it was not waiting for us we were waiting for the lechon I supposed yeah. to be cooked, and yeah. then dumating dumating yung lechon, and then you 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 took over, no? You were you were cutting it up, and you were saying ah, uh, yung balat dito sa may chan, dito sa likod, ito yung pinaka pinaka malutong. Actually, because it was newly cooked, no? Uh, or the way it was cooked, malutong lahat ng mga ambalate. Eh. Exactly. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh. and and uh, but I, I I understand what you mean now, where some parts are more more flavorful no mas mas masarap yung sambad ng chan you were saying the stomach was the tastiest part because you know nandoon yung juices nandoon yung stuffing and oh oh nandoon nababad even the even the even the skin no what was good yeah i there. guess you just I, i i took over the the carving because there was no one to explain i mean meaning who else uh, since i knew it, well we appreciated it i mean yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah, i know it's uh, that's why we're talking something. about it now Yeah, exactly. But the, the thing is, if there's no one knowledgeable about it or no experience, like I've had like what 30 years of of uh, of uh, serving it and knowing the different parts, so I, I guess in a way that's what people come here for in in Baledutung. Uh, in a way, it's, it's an educational thing for them. And you know the comment that I get after, uh, well, they will never see the lechon the same way again. Of course, no. But and the thing is, the funny thing is, like, oh my God, that's like everything will be downhill from here. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you know, for the uninformed, for the uninformed cloud, no, uh, so they, they would think that, you know, what's so hard about making lechon? You put stuffing, then you roast it, then you eat it. So, pero pero there is a technique there is an art to making lechon and in fact there are variations nga sabi mo nga you're proud of the way you you prepare uh lechon in your restaurant and in pampanga i'm sure there's a there's a style and then you natikman natin sa negros that was i guess their style and then you you talked about the lechon in cebu which you know impressed this uh, in you know this international show no and then of course in manila there's the laloma uh, na supplier ng maraming lechon oh, yeah. dito exactly, no yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
what gives the best lechon their edge? I mean, uh, you know, for the for the uninformed who thinks all you know, all that naman lechon para pareho naman yan, no? Uh, but uh, why 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 are there why is there uh, such a wide difference between ordinary well, lechon and then really uh, really good lechon? Well, the thing is, is I guess it's regional. Um, the sense I haven't mentioned yet the the one in Ilocos. Uh, they have a different they, one. Yeah, they 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 stuff it with karumbuaya. It's like a, a cactus leaf. And cactus leaf. Yeah, they chop it up. And they stuff the the lechon with it. And the thing there, they don't have sarsan and lechon and liver sauce. Mm. They mm. don't have the suka. You know what they have? Mm. They get the blood of the pig, and make it like a dinuguan thing. I mean, basically, what we, when we say dinuguan, you cook the blood. Of the animal with vinegar, so it's actually like a paksiw na dugo or a sinigang. Na yun ang sauce nila, kumbaga yun, yun ang gravy. Nila. Exactly. Uh -huh. So nandung parin yung asim, no? But the thing is, yung sauce nila would be the dinuguan with you know without the inards and all. So and then the karumbuaya, uh, I I've experienced this like they they did the whole lechon for my show, my for my TV show. And then at the same time, prior to that, years before that, I, I bought a, 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 the um, wet market of vegan. I bought like a kilo. So with one kilo of chocolate chon, you get like a, a small uh, bag of dinuguan for mm -hmm. the sauce and a small bag of the karumbuaya stuffing. Which they eat together, you know, all together. Para bang yun ang salad mo or sides. So anyway, that's ilok ilokano. How how does that leaf karambu? Ani karambuaya? Karambuaya. Yeah, yeah. How does that affect the flavor? Uh, in a way, it's like kind of citrusy, kind of slimy. Parang kamias ang dating na hindi ganong kaasim. But again, it it it's kind of it. Well, it serves like an aromatic in the sense that it it uh, subdues the uh, the rawness of the pork. So the one we had in Silai, it was stuffed with batuan. Yes. Okay? So this is the semi, I would not say it's a very acidic thing, but that's the ilongo thing. I mean, it's a negrense, ilongo, uh, because it, it's endemic there and it cannot be found anywhere else. So... Okay, well, sorry. Explain, explain to our audience. Bakas ngayon lang naren nila narinig yung batuan. So it's a, it's a, it comes from a fruit tree. It comes from a fruit tree, and the ilongos, the negrenses, then um, they use it a lot for their stews, for their KBL, the the kadios baboy langka. You know, it's a subtle flavoring. Um, so. Uh, there you go. It's it's theirs. It's uh it. What makes it, it what defines it as uh, Elongo and uh, Negros. So, in the same way here in Pampanga, we don't have so much aromatics. Uh, basically, the Pampanga lechon is very much like the Laloma lechon. At best, they would put salt. Uh, it's just recent, well, recent, when I say recent, uh, like the past 20, 30 years, that they introduced the Cebu style lechon here. That's why there's the, what we call the style. Cebu style, Bacolod style, whatever. So uh, the Ilocano style. And then the sauces that we, we prepare for it would be different in different regions. 
So um, to to experience this my in a way disappointment in eating with in eating in lechon restaurants, you order so they chop it up and you don't get the pieces that you want. Uh, you know, as they the kitchen decides it. what you will eat. <laughs> yeah. So uh -huh. and then of course, like it has been sitting there for several hours. So again, it's kind of at room temperature at best. Mm. Okay, uh, we you know we can talk about lechon for a long time, but uh, yes. you know we need to move on. But just to summarize, no, yeah. uh, to get the best experience, uh, the best lechon experience uh, this holiday season, make sure that as much as possible that it's uh, freshly cooked, newly cooked, it's hot, no, and then um, and it's and it's got good stuffing and uh, it you know the skin is crispy and then unahin yung uh, skin sa likod and then sa chan and then maybe give it to your uh, mo, you know your most uh, valued guests you know yeah. yung mga baka, yung bihira makatikim niyan yung yeah. maybe your balikbayan uh, siblings or whatever no yung uh, skin sa chan skin sa likod and then even the and then you meat dun sa bandang chan because that's the most um, uh, flavorful no mm -hmm. yeah. yeah okay so uh, you were the sidekick and guide of a variety of places, no? So my uh, very simple, well, it looked simple, no? Yung parang karinderia, but it was, yeah, uh, you absolutely. brought him, you brought him there because it had yeah. good uh, uh, kambing. Recording stuff. Recording okay. in progress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, both of us have worked in TV uh, uh, cloud, no? And yeah, you know, if and if if your host, asks you what do you think of this dish they're not going to say it's bad no i mean yes, uh, of course they're going to say they love it it's good it's otherwise in the right i mean yes. we know better we're you know we've been a tv that, host for a long time that's, that's filipino <laughs> oh yeah yeah and and and, and uh, anthony bourdain is a very gracious guest no he was a guest but off camera what was he saying about the eating the goat brain and the goat eye and you know all the stuff that a lot of foreigners yeah. probably oh, yeah. would not touch yeah. Okay. Let, let let's put. I mean, uh, let me. I mean, listen to my story. Like, uh, to to more than anything to illustrate, like how you can say literally say he's an authentic person. Like he he is what you see, and he, he doesn't present himself otherwise. No. So, um. So we were having the papa itan. So papa itan is basically the the bile that 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 soup. Basically, it's like a sinigang. It's like a sour soup. Well, it's cooked in vinegar, kamias, and then, and and the intestines of the uh, the innards of the goat, plus the bile. <laughs> you know the bile, what it is. So it is actually okay. They feed the goat with grass an hour before it is slaughtered. So as he, he chews, chews, and chews, the value that's the grass, and it goes to the stomach. While still in the stomach, it is mixed. Well, it, while chewing, it is mixed with the saliva, mm -hmm. whatever, the mm -hmm. uh, uh, gastric uh, mm -hmm. acid. Mm -hmm. And then in the stomach, again, with the stomach as, as, acid, whatever they call it. So while it's still mixed, it's being must, uh, processed. Mm -hmm. Then they slaughter it. Mm -hmm. So they get the stomach and then they come out with like, you know, this uh, drink, the seagrass. What is that? <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. The uh, seagrass. It looks like that. It's green, mm -hmm. and then they mash it. You know the uh, it's like putting in a food processor grass. 
So you you get the you 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 press out the juices from mm -hmm. that thing, and mm -hmm. then that's what they use for the papaitan, literally. Mm -hmm. So it's half so, digested grass. Half half digested grass. Oh. It's not yet in the the intestines, uh -oh. so it's not yet you know becoming manure. Yes, <laughs> so it's, yes. Uh -oh. It's still from the stomach. I mean, it's still uh -oh. being uh -oh. processed. So I guess. Uh, so when 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 okay so when uh, board, board, the board, the producer of Bourdain chose the goat shack because I presented it like there's they only slaughter one goat for the day and you have to reserve the head for the sinigang and then they serve it four ways the caldereta for the meat and bones and then the the head for the sinigang and then the skin for the kilawin and then of course the papaitan. So when it came for the, I mean, the, the caldereta, is like, it went by like that. I mean, he didn't really care for it. So when the papaitan was about, so Cloud, what is the next one? Well, I, 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 I described it and then, you know, you know what his reaction was? This is on film. Um, without saying a word, he reacted like this. I mean, he, he, he swallowed mm, like that and then, by, by your description alone, I'm scared even to try it. <laughs> so, so when he, we, we presented the bowl and I gave uh, instructions prior to the waiter to give us like calamansi and chopped chilies on the side. Uh -huh. So how do you attack this? He said, well, you can add more calamansi if you want it more sour or the chilies. And he, he got the whole plate full of chilies into the, in the bowl. So the thing was like, so as he tried the spoonful, then he said, "Man, this is actually good. It's not that it's like so." Then, then he, he what? He already uh, what, what is the term there? Uh, percolate. He he processed process in his mind. So he, he spoke. You know why I was scared before uh, to try it because like I've had really bad bile in 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 Cambodia or Laos or somewhere. So and then I wanted to puke. <laughs> he that's what he said. And then and then. I, I didn't know where to turn, like to spit it out. But this is actually good. So he, he kept on talking and then eating at the same time. You know, and then the camera, I mean, the cat. Um, so we were still, still talking. You know what he did? This is off camera. He got the whole bowl and drank it like that to the last drop. That's how he loved it. And, and I guess this speaks for the whole episode. So in that episode of no reservations of like 30 minutes, usually 25 minutes no, put together, there were like five segments. Mm -hmm. Three of the segments were in Pampanga with me in Baledutung, with the, the goat shack, and then um, Aling Lusing, the Sisig, uh, which he loved also. But the thing is, after the show has been shown, uh, I bump into a, an American friend living here in Angeles. Who is also from New York, and he said, "Cloud, uh, I saw that uh, thing with Bourdain. I guess uh, he must have loved your food. Uh, uh, why do you say that?" I said, he did not say a single cast word in the whole show. Uh -huh, uh -huh. He, he loved it. He loved he loved the Filipino food. I mean, he loved yeah. everything. But, uh, okay. And he loved what what I noticed like he loved like oily, the innards, the intestines. Just like a typical Filipino man, like especially for drinking, yung parabang, it's a good uh, uh, chow food. Parabang, uh, no, drinking food. So that's why he loves sisig as well. Like, like he wrote in his blog, 
uh, you know, the crispy, oily uh, thing uh, and perfectly goes well with beer. So, mm -hmm. it, it's, okay, I want to ask you about that because that was, that was one of the dishes that he tried also in yeah. Angeles, no? Yeah. And then uh, after that, no, he became a champion of Sisig. Yeah. Uh, he loved Filipino food in general, no? And, mm. uh, you know, he, you could see that he really enjoyed uh, even the goat head, the goat eye, uh, you know, the brain, etc. But he, he really uh, talked about Sisig for, uh, you know, for a long time. And uh, he was a real champion of it. I mean, he, he called it the number one Filipino dish. I guess that was his favorite. But he also, you know, he was a, you know, before he became a TV host, he was... See, Bourdain was also a successful restaurant chef, no, in New York, which is a, New York. a very demanding uh, market, no. So, sabi niya, Sisig of all the Filipino dishes, it has the highest possibility of success. It is, sabi uh, niya, it is, uh, uh, it will be our breakout food, because by at that time, uh, wala pa masyado nakakaalam, no, uh, mm -hmm. ng uh, Filipino exactly. food, uh, as you recall, uh, you guided him in two thousand seven, no. Exactly. Uh, it's going and it's going to set the world on fire, no? Sabinya. So that's quite an endorsement. So that was um, that was a decade ago, more than a decade ago. I'm, I want to ask you, since then, ba, with this kind of endorsement by you know perhaps the most popular uh, uh, TV food show host uh, in the world, has Sisig actually set the world on fire? I mean, uh, I know Filipino restaurants are now having a moment in 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 a lot of places, no? But uh, anong status ngayon ng sisig uh, sa food world? Sa food world? Well, I guess even the New York Times wrote about it as the number one pork dish in the world. No? Really? Yeah, but it was Bourdain who literally like uh, catapulted the popularity of sisig. And for me, well, you know, the best part is like they did have to translate what sisig is. They they adapted the word no, in its original form. But I mean, it's original name. So uh, uh, that's what I'm most glad about. And it has, Sisig has taken over the popularity of like adobo or pancit of one when talking about Filipino food. Uh, it's the most popular thing. Of course, it has so, it has undergone so many variations and all that, that every restaurant would have their own, their own um, version. And it's no different from like having adobo, countless variations, right? So, but the thing is, it, it's like a cooking process that they chop up, boiled, and then chop, grilled, and then they chop, they serve it on a seasoning plate, and which everybody loves. It's like, uh, and you can have it with chicken, with shrimps, with anything, with tofu, if you're vegetarian. But they, for, I mean, keep in mind what seasick is to us, Pampangos, it's basically about the, dipping it in raw vinegar. And mm -hmm. or calamansi, mm -hmm. you don't cook that because one once heat is, the heat is introduced, it becomes adobo or paxil. So mm. you place the you cook everything, put in a seasoning plate, then then you add your asin. Mm -hmm. That's the sisig to ask kapapanga, and it's no. Does it have to sizzle? Because usually but, it's in a Serbian sizzling. Yeah, it, it can sizzle or not. But the thing is, they, again, that is the present day the most popular version of sisig is the sizzling thing mm -hmm. but originally for us sisig is like the kilawin na baboy it is served at room temperature and it's soaked in vinegar just mm -hmm. like tokwat baboy mm -hmm. 
So do you think do you think Sisig deserved that kind of endorsement? I mean, it sh- do you agree it's the number one Filipino dish? It has the highest possibility of success. It's sabi sabi ni Berdena, it's the most delicious food on the planet. It's the ultimate beer food. Kung ano-ano mga sinasabi niya, parang all the superlatives yes. uh, he applied to Sisig. Does Sisig deserve that? I'm a, yes, I, I guess so. And then in terms of popularity, and it's so accessible in the sense that you know everybody can have it nowadays everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even Kasi in the maraming country. masasarap na pagkain Pinoy, di ba? Pero he yes. really singled out Sisig. Yeah, you know why? It has replaced again not only the adobo, but it's like eating eating in a in a fast way. Um, all the ulam is there, and then of course the version now they put egg. Uh, for me, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as I mean, they it's it's a very convenient food. They put it on rice topping. So, oh, if you're in a hurry, it fills you up. It satisfies your craving for pork patty thing. So, I mean, we we Filipinos are generally really pork eaters. Yeah, and and of course, see, Bourdain is a famous drinker as well, and it goes well with beer now. Uh, so, uh, it that's also one of the reasons why. But you know what? One of the one of the things he said about sisig was, you know, in addition to being delicious and it has texture and, and all of that, sabi niya meron siyang integrity. When can you say, why, first of all, why did he say that sisig has integrity? Did he, did he explain that? Or do you, how do you understand that word as it, it applies to food? And... Um, do you agree? Anong thoughts mo in terms of okay, integrity, you know, seasick, integrity, yeah. food, and integrity? Yeah. What does what does yeah. integrity mean way, when applied way, to a cuisine? Like, yeah, it's, anyway, it's like a street food thing that the ordinary people eat, and then maybe just went up the social ladder that it became like uh like in 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 uh, I mean, what Filipino restaurant nowadays that doesn't serve seasick? No, so the thing is from the street food. Uh, that ordinary people eat. Uh, it, it's so accessible. It's so affordable because you you buy you get the the even though the prices of pork in general has risen up the past two three years because of the uh, swine the swine uh, thing. Uh, the 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 head, basically the mascara, especially the jowls, and these are the fattiest part of the thing, of the of the pig. Uh, we we just love it. Literally, we lap it up. So, in terms of authenticity and uh, the integrity, I mean, there's nothing so pretentious about it. It's what it is, and it's just good. Um, in terms of integrity, I must say, uh, the version of seasick that they they put mayonnaise that is not seasick to us, Kapampangans. So that's an aberration. It's like, ah, what? Mm. Like, you know, you may itlog. You may itlog. The may itlog, pwede pa kasi ngayon naging ulam na eh. Para bang yung giniling na baboy? That, that hindi, lang, hindi, na, hindi, na, hindi na lang hindi pulutan. pulutan. Hindi na pulutan. Uh-huh. So naging ulam namin, it's up to them. Like how they, uh, I mean, you, you, I mean, in the, in the expression, like we choose our own poison, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if they want to, to kill themselves with the mayonnaise. I mean, if you put mayonnaise on a sizzling plate, it's gonna melt into oil. So, the thing is, what this uh, popular restaurants did with adding mayonnaise, they were trying to mimic the dinakdakan of the Ilocanos, 
dinakdakan. What is dinakdakan? It's basically like sisig, meaning boiled, grilled pig's face. They chop it. I mean, yeah, their the, the version is like they chop it into big chunks, meaning into uh, uh, bits, no? Not, not really chopped like that. Uh, slices. And then they put, uh, they put the vinegar, the onions, the usual. But the thing is, they put a boiled pig's brain. It, it's, uh, they apply it into the uh, mixture. So it has a, like a creamy, uh, a creamy coating to it, very much like putting uh, cream cheese. So when they commercialize that in the restaurants in Manila, they, in its, in its um, place, they put mayonnaise to mimic the creaminess of the of the uh, of the pig's brain but what they don't realize is in ilocos they don't put it on a seasoning plate it's just served at room temperature that's why you maintain the creaminess but if you put that mayonnaise thing on a seasoning plate uh, it's like more oil over lard it's like uh, you, you mentioned that to any kapampangan who says ew <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kadiri. I mean, Kadiri. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really. Uh... Cloud. Yeah. Uh, b- before we leave the the subject of uh, Anthony Bourdain, I have to ask you, you know, how, how yeah. you reacted when you learned that he committed suicide, no, in 2018. Yeah. Because yeah, many were shocked, of course, no, because he seemed to be living the perfect life. You know, he loved life, no. Uh, he he exuded it uh, on camera, and you know he. He called Filipinos the most caring people in the world, no? Kaya na, uh, that's why Filipinos also loved him back, no? So, yeah. but did he show any other emotions, uh, like off camera? Was he was he so wait? He show um, any sadness? Uh, when when he uh, came here for the last time, this would be the third time. He was a guest speaker at the uh, Wall Street Food Summit of um, Sito, uh, yeah. KFCito from Singapore. So it was held at the MOA. Uh, what year was, was that? Um, a year before his death. That's 2017. He, he, yeah, yes. he died in 2018. Yes. So sometime like April or May of uh, 2017. And you met up with him then? Yes. Actually, I had, I, I had uh, the privilege of interviewing him. Like you are you're given like 10 minutes yes. uh, for ANC. So okay. I'm talking again, talking about CCG and his project. So yes. at that time, he was he was invited to uh, talk about uh, well the street food, but he want he he was he he came here to basically make a sales pitch for his forthcoming um, Bourdain Food Hall in in New York, and he was supposed to recruit uh, a CCG vendor and a Lechon vendor. To bring to New York, okay. So that was his main objective. And as a matter of fact, there were like there was a briefing, calling all the potential like they were going to help them uh, get uh, a work visa, this and that, business uh, business permit, well, whatever. But the thing is, that you're, even even like prior to the interview, you know, um, there was something. Uh, he, he looked so unwell like really thin and all that and the way he he projected himself it's like parang aburido yung talagang 
you did not see that the same smile, the same, uh, uh, you can say, uh, he, he was so, I mean, in 2007, he was so, so, so vivo. Uh, what was yeah. that? Uh, mm. So th that was all missing. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, probably. I mean, just uh, he, he was he was not well, or he was not in his right. I don't know. Like uh, there was, parang sabi ng mga ibang bloggers and ano nagano sa kanya. They did not get a chance even to. Uh, there was a cordon sanitaire. They could not get near him, and then it was so masungit mm. daw. It's like, of course, uh -huh. he was in a hurry and this and that. He did not entertain any uh, uh, selfies and all that. So, so you were one of the lucky ones. Well, in no, a way, no. because it, yeah, it was, he it, gave we you a few were, minutes yeah. at least, and yes, then yes. Uh, he and appeared course, on the he, show. Yeah, he already knew me. I mean, meaning uh, yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. May uh, may pinagsamahan na kayo. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was it was kind of sad. But actually, I saw him. I, 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 I was not yeah. particularly shocked. In the sense that, baka nga, no, was already troubled or yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I saw the documentary about him after he died, and uh -huh. during that time, in the you know last part of his life, he was having some domestic troubles. Yes. Um, yon. Anyway, we don't have to dwell on that. Yes. Uh -huh. It's just a sad thing, but you know, uh, we we don't want to omit that detail because you know he's no longer with us, and uh, but you know he. He did help uh, spread joy, no, about course, yes. about Filipino culture, not just Filipino food, no, but uh, Filipino culture, and uh, he had a lot of uh, things to say about uh, Filipinos uh, in general, our love for family, mm -hmm. our love yeah, for yeah. serve serving others, being of service, no. Um, sabi nga niya, we're the most caring people in the world. Sabi nga niya yeah, sa show niya. Yung, yung nani ng kanyang uh, daughter mm -hmm. is uh, Filipina. Yes, and, he wrote an article actually on CNN, yeah. which which I read, no, about that, no. But since then, no, okay, um, yeah. uh, you know, I I, I was yeah. in New York last summer, uh, and uh, it seems that Filipino restaurants are having a moment, no. Um, you go mm -hmm. to a Filipino restaurant in the states, uh, na sa coasts, no, sa west and east coast, and you have non-Filipino uh, customers, you know, enjoying, uh, you know, lumpia and uh, uh. Uh, I don't know how popular dinugoan is uh, to uh, non-Filipinos, no. But certainly, we've, you know, the pancit, uh, you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, good Filipino food that's being uh, made available to a lot of uh, non-Filipino diners, no. And, yeah. and in Paris, France, no, yung anak ni Jim Paredes is uh, becomes oh, yeah. is, an, is a rising. Uh, Chef, babae na ano siya, and she does Filipino fusion, and she's from a pop-up, and she now has her own restaurant. And you know, I was in France last June. I couldn't get a reservation. No, ganon na ka popular. No, after the interview with him, the episode it was shown. And did I mention earlier, like I was interviewed in turn by local media. Mm -hmm. So the first, the main question was like, how did Bourdain choose me? Why? Mm -hmm. Now why me? So I have only one answer. Like among many other Filipino chefs, mm -hmm. he could have interviewed the Kwan. I mean, I'm sure Mar they were. Oh. So I only want one answer. Very simple. Because I was cooking Filipino food. When all around me were doing fusion, regular, and all that, you know, Ankonko. All these years of these decades, I've been promoting, advocating, you know, I mentioned more, 
Filipino, Filipino, local, local, local. And that's how I got noticed because I was doing local. Yeah, and that's what he wanted. No, he's not going exactly. to go to the Philippines exactly. for fusion. Exactly. Uh, you can have oh. that in New York, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, um, so why are Filipino restaurants kind of belatedly having a moment? No, uh, in 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 the last. Uh, few years, uh, you have been talking about Filipino cuisine, Filipino food for a long time, and not just you, but people like, you know, sila, sila Nancy Reyes, si Doreen Fernandez. I mean, a lot of people have been writing about it, and Anthony Bourdain came here and did this show in 2007 pa. Um, but but uh, parang ang daming uh, ang uh, uh, nagtatayo ngayon ng Filipino restaurants that are becoming quite popular. So they're having a moment. Yeah. Well, it, it did not come overnight. It, it's like we've been working on it like the past 30 years. For the longest time, the question was like, why is Filipino food like left behind by the Thais? By the, no, like Vietnamese. Yeah, Uh-oh. Vietnamese, even little known uh, Laos or whatever yes. uh, in the international scene. Yes. And then for so long, uh, like... Uh, I mean, that has been the perennial question, why? And then, I, I, well, my, my answer to that is like, you know, there was lack of infor- information, lack maybe the drive. I, I, I will not say the, because of the government um, disinterest or what, um, I will not blame them. It's mainly due, uh, I read it somewhere um, like 10 years, 15 years ago, it was written by this Phil M doing a thesis or whatever, and then the, on, on the Filipino thing. And he himself wrote that it was the Phil M's were the main reason why the Filipino food did not um, like easily uh, penetrate the mainstream market, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, talking about America. Yeah. Because there was, as I mentioned earlier, there was like food shaming. They themselves will not patronize a, a restaurant, a Filipino upscale restaurant trying to enter the market to non-Filipinos. They themselves will not patronize it. I, why would we eat there? Uh, my Lola's adobo is better than theirs and so expensive. Mm-hmm. So they will not even give it a chance. So the thing is, that went on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, efforts 1990 and their market was foreign, meaning non-Filipinos, uh, the main market, until he had to come home and then sold the uh, business to, I think, the Roa family. Um, but, uh, but, th- but then, I don't know how, how it lasted after that. But the thing was, there were so many uh, efforts also in the West Coast, basically the same story. Um, but you know, the could, it be, could it be mainstream... Um, tastes were quite squeamish about some of our foods. I mean, a current time reputation for like, 
eating dog, you know, which is a beloved pet in a lot of cultures. <laughs> yeah, what um, about the Koreans? They eat dog yeah, too. Yung, yung, <laughs> yeah, yung, well, you were, in fact, there's a novel called The Dog Eaters, no, pertaining to Filipinos. Yeah, I know. No, like yeah, Jessica Hagedorn. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, we eat... Um, Uh, yun nga yung yung mga ulo which is sa ibang tao sa ibang uh, kultura parang that's kind of almost taboo right i mean mm. they don't a lot of cultures don't even eat fish heads no <laughs> eh tayo kumakain pa tayo ng mammal heads no yeah yeah but yun nga and maybe well i'm not saying it's a fair reputation i'm yes, just saying fair, maybe yeah. that's i'm just trying to analyze why it it's uh, taken so long and of course the whole concept of eating blood yung dinuguan uh, you know when i mentioned this to Uh, white friends who aren't very uh, uh, adventurous. I mean, syempre, I mean, <laughs> react sila. What? You, you eat uh, pig's blood? Parang, parang sobrang uh, kadiri. And of course, balot, you know, is, you know, the, may, may live chicks. Uh, I mean, my my for, formed I'm chicks right, sa loob yeah. ng itlog. I mean, that's famously um, ano, uh, yeah, kind of uh, grotesque for a lot of uh, people, no? So nagkaroon tayo ng reputation na gano'n, no? Na parang kadiri, we, we eat a lot of kadiri foods, no? Na hindi lactable sa... Me. Although, uh, na-overlook din yung, uh, you know, our, you know, the more, uh, the more, I guess, acceptable, socially acceptable foods that we have. And we have plenty, you know? We've got, uh, we've got, we have noodles, we've got lumpia, we've got, you know, uh, peanut sauce and, and, and all of this, no? But uh, I guess, uh, the, What it also shows maybe is um, foreign tastes have also evolved so that more people are like Bourdain, that they're hindi sila nang didire, hindi sila, you know, they don't react in a kind of gross way to being offered, you know, a goat brain or uh, yung mga kinain nyo sa Angeles, no? Uh, I guess kasi, you know, he's very mainstream, no? Itong si Bourdain. Yeah, I guess, I guess with the exposure of all these TV shows, no, dami daming like the past about ten, fifteen years, no, the, the people watching from their homes, like they get exposed to all these different kinds of cuisines and the extremes, no, being on. So it becomes more and more, and they become more and more knowledgeable on what there is outside of their of their Western uh, food. Whatever they're eating, even if you go deep south in the U.S., like you know, the uh, the Afro-Americans have this tradition of eating blood and intestines and all that because they were these are the discards of the the meat uh, sex industry that they find. I mean, that is available to them. Kaya may so cheap and no. all that. Exactly, kaya oh, may hirap. Oh. But in the end, it they, 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 it over it became like mainstream again, naging naging. Delicacy. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and also like in Eastern Europe or even even like the UK, um, they have the black pudding, uh, mm-hmm. the, the black sausage for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what is that? Blood, pork blood, mm-hmm. and of course the the haggis of the Irish. Uh, what is Parang the haggis? Parang sisig din yun, eh, di ba? I've eaten in, that. No, it's not sisig in a way. It's Scotland. It's Scotland. Okay. No, my sariling haggis. Scotland. Oh. Scotland. I mean, yeah, okay. Scotland. It's actually the intestines of the sheep. That they chop it up and then they put it in the stomach of the uh, the sheep. Uh, so it's like a big sausage. Ang ang dating niya pag if you break it apart, it's like bopis. Ganun. So it's not different 
uh, ibang kultura. I mean, they they we eat they eat that. The French have the the boudin, the the black sausage again, the morcilla of the Spaniards. So everyone has their own version of yes, what could form. be considered by yeah. other cultures as yeah, kind of gross or grotesque. Uh, gross. But but Uh-oh. once they try it, I'm I'm all okay with like if their knowledge of Filipino cuisine would be with the adobo, pancit, and lumpia, that's fine. For me, that's an entry level. I mean, mm-hmm. at least nakapasok na sila. Ngayon, look at now, it's like they have to try sisig. They have to mm-hmm. try the bangus. They have to try this mm-hmm. and that. So, mm-hmm. more, more lumalawak na yung kanilang kilalaman sa ano. And then more, yeah. and then, you know, this, uh, I mean, what I find so amusing, I, we get a lot of guests na Filipinas married to foreigners. Mm-hmm. And then when they eat here, Uh, napapansin ko, yung foreigners na yon kumakain na rin with fork and spoon. <laughs> Nakalimutan na yung, yung tinidor nila and the yeah. knife. Yung, yung well, I, well, you know, Cloud, uh, meron akong kamag-anak na nag-uwi siya ng, uh, nung umuwi siya recently, no? kasi ang daming hindi nakauwi for a long time because of the uh-huh. pandemic. So ang daming yeah. nag-uwi on this year. Uh, itong kamag-anak ko ay merong uh, French husband na tinuruan niya magkamay, no? Of course everyone okay. of course everyone was laughing at the way he was doing it. Pero game siya uh, knowing na you know this is the this is the culture I married into. So uh, I mean of course that's that's beyond uh, spoon and fork, no? Na medyo you know hindi mo hinahawakan. Ng... Pero ito nag Uh, sa Batangas kasi ito no na maraming sanay magkamay doon no so that's really the the ultimate way of uh, uh, consuming a lot of local food no na you know ang tawag nila doon sakol no yung sakol. Oh, oh, yung oh. eating with your eating with your hands but but now that you mention it no so uh ang daming nagbabalik bayan ngayon and uh, you know many Filipinos overseas young Filipinos uh, got got hitched got uh, engaged uh, have new partners na hindi Pilipino and they're bringing them home to be introduced to family and to Filipino culture and to Filipino food no so ikaw you have a lot of experience hosting uh, all kinds of people no uh, both common people and uh, celebrities i guess no and foreigners uh, Filipinos from around the world so what foods should these non-Filipinos try in the Philippines if they're just going to stay here for a couple of weeks during the holiday season What food should they not leave the Philippines without trying? Mm-hmm. So aside from the lechon. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that you know, yeah. even if they don't ask for it <laughs> or look for it, nanjan yan, no? Yeah, we we have the uh, well, first number one, the kare kare, and then could be mm-hmm. the oxtail beef kare kare mm-hmm. or the uh, seafood kare kare. It's basically the peanut-based sauce, and uh, for me, even for Bourdain, he said it's like a truly. Philippi- one of the original Filipino dishes, like it could have been like the original fusion thing that, you know, where did the peanuts come from? From the new world, Mexico, right? And mm-hmm. then the uh, the bagoong, that's the indigenous. And then the atuete, again, what mm-hmm. would be kare-kare without the atuete? If it's mm-hmm. like, have you eaten like... A unique pa sa Pinoy ang peanut sauce, yung nilalagay natin sa kare-kare? Is that a unique uh, Filipino well, flavor? The, the, no, no. Now the peanut sauce is used widely in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So for their satay, so they have mm-hmm. a yes. peanut, sauce. peanut mm-hmm. yeah, the sauce, peanut plus plus uh, gata, the coconut milk. So yes, that's right. Yeah, and then of course they they use shallots, this and that, and also I think they put ta- a little tamarind, meaning yung asim. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. something like that. So it's a very Malay Indonesian thing, the use of peanuts. 
So, uh, but the marriage of, you know, and then why oxtail? Why beef? In the, in the first place, beef was very, very expensive during the, uh, the uh, Spanish times. So it was, I mean, the, the cattle was introduced by the Spaniards, but it did not trickle down to the masses that in the sense that it's not a staple uh, meat. So the staple meat then was basically pork and chicken. So when you have beef for special occasions, right? And also the, um, the goat, very special I and mean, more expensive than the pork, uh, because it's only used for special location. Anyway, I, I would make them try rare. And then the sinigang sabayabas, which we call bulang lang here. And mm -hmm. if you can find the ulang, and this is the, the freshwater prawns with a big head. Are you familiar with that? Mm -hmm. uh, they call it udang in uh, Indonesia. Uh, so ulang, the, it's basically like a cray, they call it crayfish in English, but it's basically still a prawn, uh, freshwater prawn. So Yon, um, what else? Uh, for aside from this, well, no, but Cloud, my, yeah. I, I, just to interrupt, no, because if you you've written about sourness, no, yeah, as sourness, a yeah. as a kind of um peculiar to Filipino cuisine. I, I don't want to say unique, no, but uh, and uh, the food writer and historian Doreen Fernandez has also written about our sourness, uh, the sourness of uh, many of our uh, delicacies, oh, yes. no, yes. favorite foods. And of course, yeah. sinigang is famously. Uh, sour yung and then meron tayong sinampalukang manok. Uh, uh, is, 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 our, is sourness, uh, does that have an appeal to other cultures? Uh, why, why does that seem to be peculiar to a lot of our cooking? Okay, so number one, to answer the peculiarity uh, in, in our cooking, uh, Doreen Fernandez wrote the, the abundance of vinegars all over the country or all over the archipelago where it's the number one way of preserving at the same time flavoring at the same time uh dipping sauce okay so the thing is that's why we have uh she wrote we have a predisposition to anything sour we love green mangoes and then there's kamias mm. there is all this sampalok there's the what all over the philippines there's a lot of sour fruits that we introduce into the cooking to make sinigang so even with vinegar, when we cook, we we cook it with any meat or vegetable, that then becomes the adobo or the or the paksil, no? That, I mean, these are the cooking terms now. At the same time, if you introduce it to raw fish, especially very, very fresh seafood, any seafood, and that's the kinilaw. Again, sour, sour, sour. Um, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, um, uh, my friend uh, Butsi Alcita, the professor from Ateneo. Yeah. And anthropologist, uh, no? Anthropologist, yes. So he, he says his Indonesian friends find our cuisine so sour, uh, so jarringly sour. They don't. Jarringly pa. <laughs> yes. So, talagang naanud daw sila para bang, what is this? Why is it sour? So, the thing is, it takes. Uh, kind of uh, like an acquired taste to to mm -hmm. be uh, accustomed to our cooking. It's not for everyone. Are you fellow for... a, fellow a, fellow Southeast Asians na yon, huh? Yes, yes. So it's uniquely Filipino, I must say. 
-hmm. even in the in the culinary cookbook uh we've established that which i am like one of six writers uh, it was established that what to define filipino cuisine is as it's a cooking of sourness mm -hmm. no the acidity but in different degrees it's not just all sour mm -hmm. so when i define what filipino cuisine is it's like a symphony of sweet sour salty and in a single bite that's the difference mm -hmm. <laughs> at the same time in every region the notes of each taste of flavor uh, would be like more like for the tagalogs and the south yeah the southern tagalog the calabarzon area sourness is above all and then salty maybe and a little sweet uh, pampanga since we're up for uh, uh, um, a uh, sugar producing province we have that sweetness above all you you you, you know that tocino why it was this, why it was uh, discovered here i mean basically created here and then well not all and then and then sours and then salty in ilocos mm. is the salty, salty. Mm -mm. and then bitter diba mm -hmm. yung Papaitan, yung, yung palaya, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, oh. they love oh, oh. anything bitter. Like, Papaitan, uh, that's right. Yeah, so again, ganun -ganun yung, very regional pa rin. Not, mm. not just uh, generally. Okay, yeah. wow. Uh, <laughs> niisip ko yung asim, no? I mean, there are a lot of Filipino diners na the more ma-asim, the better, no? Parang, yeah. oh, kita mo yung nasasarapan talaga sila pag yeah, sobra ma- Ano pala, nagre-react pala yung mga ibang foreigner doon, no? Na sobra silang, hindi yeah. nila kaya yung asim exactly. natin. And you mentioned green mango with bagoong to any Filipino in the room. Mm -hmm. like, Maglalaway na. Maglalaway, magangasim yung gan, di ba? Gaganon. Gaganon. And then you, you start craving for it. <laughs> okay, I, I have to ask you, no? Yeah. Is it possible to cook and love Filipino food and be and eat healthy? Oh, yes, definitely. So... Okay, so let's put it this way. Tingnan mo yung culinary book. I mean, the, the original, the, the old age uh, thing that what, what kept us from being accepted internationally, the foreigners would say, like, it's all brown and oily. Diba ganun ang description ng Filipino food at that time? So that's not true. We have lots of, you know, the rainbows, the color of the rainbows in our dishes, in our vegetables alone. And they say that we tend to overcook our vegetables. No, I mean, you can cook. Look, look at ano na lang. Look at pinakbit. Look at all our salads and all that. The pako. The... Pako, you don't even cook. Diba? Yes. You serve exactly. it raw. Salad, salad lang. But we have lots of like the green, uh, the unripe uh, jackfruit. Diba? Yung, mm -hmm. yung uh, langka. And then, I mean, there's so much um, healthy thing is. But like uh, you mentioned, like, like how uh, you imagine like the way I eat. I don't eat like that every day and or every meal. Maybe it just shows uh, that my katakawan on video because you know you do it for a show. But but basically, you know the, the the secret thing there is like in anything in moderation, everything in moderation, and you complement that with the right exercise. Okay. It's a lifestyle. Balance, it's no? a lifestyle. Balance. Oh, healthy lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, because, well, yung context nito, Cloud, no? Lahat ng pinag-usapan natin, the, all the delicious foods, lechon, papaitan, sisig, 
uh, you know, uh, parang they go well with gout, no? Uh, and oh, they go course. well with high cholesterol and uh, uh, hypertension and uh, all of the, all of these things that Filipinas are also notorious for. No, uh, we don't uh, have the we have a reputation for not having the healthiest diet, no, not having the healthiest um, lifestyle, no. But but you're saying it's there, no? Uh, hindi lang parang hindi lang stress, no. We haven't talked about these dishes that you mentioned. Dita, hindi pa natin nababanggit yung yung pako. Although I know that you served it to Anthony Bourdain and he liked it, no. Um, so yon. Uh, so it's possible, uh, and there are sources for this. Yung may libro dyan. and uh, of course we have vegetable dishes, no? Um, uh, yung uh, pinakbet and uh, bulanglang and uh, sinigang also uh, is not complete with uh, uh, vegetable dishes, no? And even kare-kare, no? Mm-hmm. May uh, may may pecha yan and yeah. oh yeah, I mean all the sides, yung mga gulay, and then you eat more of the gulay. Tapos may yes. diba, minsan may yung kare-kare meron pa yung banana heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's pure fiber mm-hmm. plus the nutrition from the uh, from, from the. What do you uh, think of vegetarian food? Filipino food? Because uh, I've been trying to be semi-vegetarian, so I've been to restaurants where they have like uh, vegetarian kare-kare, and you know instead of the tripe or the meat, they have you know tofu, tofu. or veggie meat. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's it's possible it's possible of course i mean th- there's nothing what is there to stop us from like interpreting i mean, masarap pa rin yon. I mean, masarap pa I mean rin. meat it's... is not necessary to enjoy filipino food yeah exactly it's not all meat i mean there's a lot of seafood thing but but if you, you say vegetarian strictly vegan ka or pescatarian pwede pa rin so the thing is adami nating okay let, let's put it this way we don't have Salads per se, like in the Western way, na categorize yung ating meal, no? Salad first, then soup, and this. Tayo sabay sabay nandun. And then even if you eat like grilled pork, uh, inihaw na baboy, meron kang what we call sausawan. I, I call it a quasi salad. Now, meron kamatis, maybe uh, sibuyas, ako, may labanos, may wonsoy ka ba dyan. Yun na yung salad mo to accompany. And we have achara. Food. Maraming and we have achara. achara. Achara is basically to counter the um, the cloyliness of the the oil from whatever savory mm-hmm. uh, meat dish you're mm-hmm. having. But the the sides, what I'm so calling is like if you're living in a coastal town, an island, let's say in the Visayas, you have your lato salad. That's the seaweed, the seaweed grapes, mm-hmm. and, and that's healthy. Exactly healthy. What I'm saying is there's always a, a vegetable sides uh, in, in in whatever we're eating. Um, um, can can I go back to the sisig and to tell you sisig. how 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 it was? And there is powder? vegetarian sisig. I've had that also. Okay, so let's say okay. So the word sisig came up in was already in the Pampango Spanish dictionary, written by this Fray Bergano, no Fraile, uh, Spanish uh, uh, friar in seventeen thirty two. I, I uh, exaggerate the pronunciation. 1732. So, um, and it was defined as a salad served with a vinaigrette. So, why did he say salad? I, I was like thinking. Well, he said it's like basically like uh, it was given served to a pregnant woman who is salivate, who is like craving for something sour. So, yung sa Tagalog naglilihi. So, 
our word sisig is the same or equals to the Tagalog lihi. Manisig yung itang babae, manisig yung something. So in the absence of the green mango, which we all know seasonal, she is given like maybe singkamas, pepino, any 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 crunchy fruit deep in vinegar. What is that in today's uh uh in, in present day uh, situation isn't that crudity of the french they serve mm -hmm. you cucumber sticks celery sticks yes. during uh -huh. cocktail uh mm -hmm. i mean nowadays they, they call it crudity meaning crude meaning as in raw uh -huh. so red carrots uh, carrot stick and on a dip with a dip so in our case and towards the when the the the, the, the term of the woman uh malapit na siya she's given Boiled pig's ears, deep in vinegar. What is that? We call it sisig babi. No? But the thing in the belief that the, the cartilage and the skin from the ears will give uh, will help develop the unborn child's bones. But what is that again in today's terms? Collagen. So they knew the, the value of the nutritional value of the collagen. Diba tayo mm -hmm. mga senior, pinapainom tayo ng collagen company. <laughs> Why don't mm -hmm. we can eat it from the natural source? So that's the sisig. And why did why did the uh, the bone marrow all of a sudden became bogged? Uh, they serve it everywhere na social. You know, it's cut lengthwise and then you 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 they they grill it and then they give you a toast. It's your spread. It's like your pate. You know, that's pure fat. No, it's collagen. You go to a, any ramen, a, a true Japanese ramen uh, place. What do they call their broth? The collagen soup. Because all the bones, the skin, maybe the, the fat. The thing is, it's the collagen that is valued as the um, probably the tastiest, uh, you know, all the flavors of the uh, of the uh, both comes from the from the collagen produced by the uh, you know long 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 hours, many times twenty four hours of uh, simmering these uh, animal bones, animal and fish bones. So that's the collagen. So again, healthy or what? Mm. Yeah. So, there, so it's not all bad. So have you thought about what you're going to be serving already this Christmas or this Christmas season? I'm sure you're going to have well, guests. Uh, you're going to be with family, friends. Yeah, uh, we have this thing with my family. Uh, it's uh, like since like what the past 40 years since our mother started it and, and all that. Mm. The, 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 until she was she became old and too old to prepare. So it, not only I I two of my sisters together with my other siblings we put together a uh, a dinner a christmas eve dinner uh basically naging patlak mm -hmm. very western in the sense that uh, whatever there's roast beef or baked ham or whatever and then of course the salads and the fruits and then there's somebody who will buy all the breads and somebody will bring the cold cuts and all that so it's very very western in a way but we never uh lack you know this kakanin 
na mm. the, lo- the local ano, the special kapampangan specialties the ensaymada chocolate de baterol and mm-hmm. then we have this uh, sweets from Magalang uh, mm. Pampanga where there's a, a strong tradition of uh, using uh, carabao's milk in the pastillas mm-hmm. in the uh, plantanillas and then the next day for Christmas day itself on December 25 mm-hmm. for lunch um, it started with our lolo Dr. Jose Tayag uh in the 60s he was always serving that it's all either it's just lechon and nilagang pasko we call it what is nilagang pasko what? nilagang pasko pasko okay yeah it's just a boiled lunch boiled, boiled dinner for uh-huh. lunch no so we call it pasko because it's it's quite special it's different from your everyday nilaga or nilagang manok this one would have like pork chicken and beef okay and then meron siyang banana na saba so you boil it together with some ham bones and then maybe chorizo so and all that vegetables may chickpeas may ganito so it's not so much different from the cocido madrileño but the way we eat it we serve it it's with always with lechon and that one may soup at tapos meron yung sawsawan ng lolo ko yung you mash chicken liver, you put patis calamansi. Tapos may, kung gusto mo may chili, no? What makes Pampanga the culinary capital? The capital. so-called oh, culinary yes. capital? And is that disputed? Of course, it's disputed. That's very contentious, no? The, oh. the, no <laughs> Madalas mo marinig yan. Kayo exactly. ang uh, culinary capital. Yeah, but, but, oh, okay. talaga. Then, I have to say. Yung ibang tao yes. This is what I have to say. It's not a uh. self-proclaimed title. <laughs> that the official title that the DOT uh, uses now, Panga uh-huh. being the food capital of the Philippines, uh-huh. not the culinary capital, because other regions. Uh, the, the what's the difference? Okay, well, food I don't know, and then the culinary maybe I don't know. I don't know the difference really. But the the thing is, uh, I ask uh, the food historian Felix Santa Maria how it came about. Was it mm. written about during the Spanish times? She said, no, it's just very recent. Recent in the sense that 1990 plus, somewhere around that time, when um, when the late Hilda Cordero, Cordero. Fernando wrote mm. in her book, the uh, the, the culinary what uh, traditions of the Philippines. I, I forgot the, the, the actual title. But the thing is, she wrote on Pampanga, she titled it, on the chapter the gourmet province okay so from there even phyllis mentioned like when she wrote an article for this glossy magazine she she wrote like she she went to pick that up that title so the from the gourmet province to the culinary whatever province and that. but what she mentioned what phyllis mentioned was we were the first province to promote our province as a culinary destination in the 1970s. And then like five, ten years later, Malolos came uh, with the personality of uh, Des Bautista. And then other provinces followed suit, no? Uh, in calling themselves. No, like not the in food. calling themselves, in promoting their provinces as culinary okay. destinations. Kasi ang advantage namin sa Pampanga, we're just like a, a two hours day trip from Manila. 
Yeah. So, so it's easy come, for, right? for money. Is, yeah. Ang laki ng market nyo. Malaking market. Plus the fact, okay, let's put it in a historical perspective. Do you have the time? <laughs> kind of long. The historical perspective. Okay, like, like, okay. Pampanga is surrounded by the agricultural thing, no? Mm. So uh, in the cycle of the wet and dry season, there's like the, the, the flooding of the Pampanga River. It's traversed by Pampanga. We sit, Pampanga sits at the, at, the, at, the, at the navel of the whole central Luzon, including that means on the north, it's like Tarlac, then Rishia, then Bulacan, and then uh, Bataan on our west, south, uh, southwest, mm -hmm. and then Sambales. So during the Spanish times, actually, there was a period where the whole central plain of Luzon, including parts of Aurora Quezon, mm -hmm. was called La Pampanga. Would you mm -hmm. believe that? And then it was just like, uh, uh, what, partition, more provinces were created to, I mean, basically for administrative purposes, right? So there are like Kapampangan-speaking people of Tarlac, of Bataan, of Nueblesia. They're still to this day, they call themselves Kapampangan, but they live you yes, know, outside culture. the culture. Oh, oh. So Pampanga yes. is not just a province, a political entity, but it's yeah. a culture. It's mm -hmm. a, not just a culture, we call ourselves a nation. It's a language. <laughs> a lang huh? It's a language. And it's, uh, I mean, the thing that, that, that binds us would be the burro, more than anything. Everybody craves for burro, the carabao's milk, the uh, you know, when we say when I say mm. burro, it's the, the fermented rice with shrimp or fish, mm. and then when I say uh, that includes the burro, that includes burong babi, burong mm. babi is fermented uh, cured pork, which is more maasim and salty mm. rather mm. than that present day tocino mm. nowadays. Mm -hmm. So. Mm. Okay. And you have access to a lot of different ingredients, no? Exactly, you know. Oh, oh. When, That's when... why, well, Kapampangan cuisine is known for having, you know, you eat insects and, you know, there's a lot of exotica okay, associated yeah. with I was, about, I was about to mention that, you know, in the cycle of the wet and dry season, the first sign of rain comes off the ground would be the camaro, the, the mole crickets. And then people just go out and fish out, uh, fish uh, the 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 togak, the uh, frogs, and that's why we have the uh, stuffed frogs. Of course, na adobo din yon, pinapaksi, whatever. Tapos sa sabaw with patola. So and then also the talang, the talangka, no? Everything's like wild gathered. They forage like outdoor. So there was plenty food as long as you go out. Masipag ka lang, lalabas ka sa ano. You don't need your, uh, basically people maybe just bought rice, but they have in the backyard, this and that, uh, all the vegetables on, for their daily needs. And also every household uh, during that time, until like in the 60s, 70s, when the, uh, no, the um, like I grew up having, having spent summers in my Lola's house, they would have a backyard um, with the Santol, Lanzones, uh, Sampaloc, trees, no? And they would have a pig pen and a chicken coop. So everybody had pig pens at that time, feeding them with uh, the excess, ano, yung mga scraps, uh, vegetable scraps, at the same time, food uh, leftovers. So, kaya masagana yung self-sufficiency ng mga, ng mga bahay bahay. And this all, like, in a way, stopped when people moved to gated subdivisions. Okay, and then they, of course they planted ornamental whatever, 
So nawala yung mga backyard. Of course, kami dito, kami tatlong magkakapitbahay, kami magkakapatid. Starting with my mother's, my parents' house. We have all the trees I mentioned, the fruit-bearing trees and more. So on a day, especially I realized that when when during the lockdown, we could not go out and do marketing. We were just asking, meron kang kamyas, meron kang sampalok. My, mm-hmm. my brother has a, uh, a chicken cook. Uh, uh, so, I mean, it's basically yung kapampangan, even during the Spanish times, was sending food to the Spanish government in Manila as their form of payment for the, you know, the tribute, the taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning in terms of pig, livestock, uh, vegetables, and all that. And also, guagua, you know, in the absence of the highways, of the road system. Mm-hmm. This was before, I mean, during the Spanish times, no? Mm-hmm. They sent all the produce from Nevesia, from Tarlac, I mean, Tarlac not so much yet. Uh, Nuevecilla, that's the main uh, agricultural. By uh, in Caritela, oh, no, no, sorry, in barges along the rivers from Pantabangan, and then it connects to Pampanga River, and then the tributaries, and they will land in Guagua, which was the hub. Uh, what was it they call that? The enterpart uh, before all the distribution, nothing, uh, and place in other barges that goes out to. Sasmuan, and then out to the Manila Bay, hugging the coastal towns of Malabon and Nabotas, and then they will land in the esteros of Arranque and Divisoria, and that there were three markets, Kiapo, I think. Uh, so people thought at that time, food came from Pampanga. Even though it came from Bataan, it came from Mevesia and all that. So I guess that that the that, that they added to the reputation exactly. Nah, plus food food source kayo. Food source, yeah. And plus uh-huh. the fact we had 90 years of Clark Air Base. Okay. From 1900 to 1990, yeah. when they were like, diba kinik out ng ano natin ng Congress natin tinapos with na. all the PX goods and exactly. the and so, the Pringles. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we we had the first crack of uh uh kwan, Growing up, I, I'm sure you you, ha- you experienced this in the seven, 1970s during Marshall. Oh, my, spe- oh, my special no, trip to uh, yes, Clark just to, to buy uh, imported uh, food, pack- yes. packaged food. Yes, uh, Angeles and Dao. They were, we were there. Like, yes, Dao. Uh, oh, oh. And, and imagine mo yung not only the PX, no? Uh, the height of the uh, Vietnam War, so late 1960s. Clark Air Base was employing like 30,000 Filipinos on base. Imagine mo yung 30,000 na yun. They live off base in Angeles, Mabalakat, maybe Porak, or even Tarlac. And they would have their respective families. And that's why during that time, Angeles was already like the university town of... Uh, no. Imagine melting what, pot na rin, no? Kasi yeah. these people, Filipinos were from all over the place. Exactly. So can you imagine that's the disposable income? I mean the 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 uh, mm-hmm. of this of this thirty thousand Filipinos, kaya palakain sa labas ang mm-hmm. ang. Uh, Ayon mga servicemen din dollars pa yung dala. Okay, yung servicemen na yon. There were like eight thousand at the at the time that they were expelled 
or the, the uh, whatever US Philippine parity. Oh, eh, pag may bumisita pa na aircraft 19... carrier. Exactly. <laughs> multiply pa yon. Yung C5 Galaxy na yun, yung land yung airstrip ng Clark was like meant for this uh, the C5 Galaxy, you know, that that carried tanks and all that, the armory. So but the thing my my point is 8,000 houses outside Clark, meaning in Angeles, were rented out to the American servicemen. Again, imagine mo yung the economic activity that went around. So, andun na kasama na yung, you know, the sprouting, the mushrooming of the, the restaurants, the bars, the nightclubs, plus the manufacturing industry, uh, meaning the uh, furniture and handicrafts. Uh, so there was plenty money going around at that time. I guess that really, you can say, uh, what, concretized the reputation of Angeles or Pampanga in general becoming the culinary center. And just one of many, uh, one of many businesses, no? Yeah. Okay. Cloud, we need to let you go. Okay, uh, no problem. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that detailed overview. That's a, that's a good way to end, no? Because you're a proud uh, Pampanga native. Both of us now need to prepare for lunch. I've gotten so hungry talking to you. Sana ako maghahanap ng burro ngayon dito sa Quezon City. Anyway, thank you for sharing. Oh. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and enthusiasm. I, you know, uh, I need to I need to visit you there, pleasure, uh, where pleasure. where you live. Yeah, yeah, cloud, no, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, may you have a joyful holiday you season too. with lots of happy guests. Yes, no. Uh, thank you for sharing sharing your knowledge and enthusiasm. Cloud Taya, culinary artist and advocate of Filipino food. Mabuhay ka. Hi, I'm Howie Severino. Check out the Howie Severino podcast, an original. For GMA News and Public Affairs, new episodes will stream every Thursday. Listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms.